This is the Flavor of Leadership podcast. I am your host, Clint Hoops. Together, we explore the unique blend of leadership wisdom that helps top leaders consistently achieve work goals, develop personally, and find fulfillment with family. Let's get started. Welcome to episode number 10. This is the first podcast episode of 2021. Happy New Year. I'm sure many of you are already hitting the ground running with your new goals and priorities that have been formed for this year. And now is more important than ever to be consistent in doing those right things, including the consistent and often repetitive communication of those priorities and goals to your team. You know, that's one part that is so difficult at times is making sure that we're all on the same page with what those, not only what those priorities should be, but also knowing how we're doing on those priorities and where we're going as an organization. You know, it kind of reminds me of home at times. You know, do you ever do you ever feel like when you're at home that you're constantly reminding your children, your spouse, or maybe someone else in your life about, about different things? Perhaps it's for the kids to clean up their toys or or maybe it's 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 like some of my kids in fact that have trouble remembering to put on their seatbelt when they get in the car. I mean it's just one of those things that <laughs> I just don't know what it is like you get in the car, you put on your seatbelt and a few of my kids just have the hardest time remembering that. And so so I don't know what it is for you. Those are some for me. But in many of our lives roles we're in a place where we need to remind people of something, and, and usually it's something we're trying to remind people of so that it actually helps them. So we're in a place of leadership, and it's something that will help them, but we're the ones that just continue to remind them. We, we often just can't see why people don't get it, right? And they don't remember, and they haven't just caught the vision in our mind, right? It just doesn't make sense. But you know, really, when we get it down to its base level, what is reminding anyway? And we talk about reminding people over and over again. But really, reminding is just communication, right? It's all just communication. In our minds, though, if we're the ones doing that reminding, it's repetitive communication because we feel that we've already communicated it enough, right? That we've already communicated whatever it is enough times that they should have got it. That's why it feels repetitive to us, right? But really, in the end, it is just communication. So how we deliver the communication will determine in a large part how the message is received. And we, we all know that, but often we forget it when it's reminding because we've already shared it, right? And we, we don't understand why people can't get it or internalize it, whatever it is. And, you know, we get to choose when we're doing the reminding. We get to choose. Do we, do we explain again? Do we try to inspire someone? to do it differently and help give them things that would help them want to remember, remind, or, or do we go to threatening or threatening discipline of some sort, right? And all of these will yield different results. I've used all of them at home and at work. And one thing I do find interesting though, is when we're talking about home, isn't it interesting that home more often people are likely to go to the threatening discipline more quickly than they would at work. I find that kind of interesting. I think I found that in myself at times, that I have less patience at times 
at home with my kids. When really that's where I'd like to show the most patience. But I just find that find that interesting that at times we will we'll go straight to that that discipline and not have the patience that we might otherwise want to have with those at home. And at work, you know, we may have patience, but we may get frustrated and just think, what in the world? Why can this person not get this? Whatever it is, right? So there are times where we think we are communicating loud and clear. But in many cases, we might just be communicating loud. It may seem clear to you, but not to those who are hearing the message. So how do we know if we're communicating just loud and not loud and clear? Have you ever communicated with a child and told them to do something? And so it can be your own child, somebody else's child. But I know with my kids, I've, I've said something like this. Go upstairs and organize your toys or tidy up your clothes in your room, something like that. And I'm talking like a young child, right? And then they don't do it. And I, and I think, well, what in the world? Why are they ignoring me? Why is this child just, you know, not wanting to, to do what I ask? I know they can do it. I know they're capable. I've seen them do it. They've done it before. What is happening? And then I've had a couple of times where, where finally I've just been like, okay, did you organize your, your toys? And, and they'll just kind of look at me like I'm crazy. And I remember one time when finally it clicked in my mind with one of my kids, I said, I said something to this effect. And I said, do you know what the word organize means? And I saw the, you know, my little child just shake their head back and forth. No, <laughs> they didn't even know what it meant. And I'm sitting here. So same thing with like the word tidy, right? It's like, do you know what tidy means? Shaking their head. No, they have no clue what it means. And then I feel foolish as a father, right? I think, oh my gosh, I'm frustrated with my child because they didn't know what organized meant or tidy meant. And in the end, they're just just ready to, you know, to get angry because they're ignoring me and not doing what I asked. When really they they didn't even know what I asked. And they were in a position where they saw that they felt like I thought they should know what it meant. And they didn't. And so they feel foolish. The same thing happens with our teams at work. I know this has happened with my, with my people before. And it won't be with words, obviously. I mean, most people know what organized means or whatever it is means. So it's not that. But what something looks like or what we expect will change. So our employees all have previous experiences, right? They've worked other places. They have different experiences with what something means. So you may tell them to go and do X. And in the end, they'll think that they understand what it is or what's expected. Or they think they're understanding how you're describing it. But do they really? In their minds, they may be hearing something else completely. So if we're only communicating something one time, if this is like a, a top priority item, something that has to do with you know, the culture of the company or the top vision or priorities, we can't just communicate one time or people may not understand what we're saying, right? Depending on the context where they're at when they first hear it, it will change what they hear and how they act upon the information they hear or if they even remember it in the first place right? 
And so I'm kind of talking in, you know, higher level ideas here, right? Many people, like the example I gave was with kids, and that was a very specific task, right? And and I think most employees, you know, you can explain something to them, work with them, and then, you know, they can go do a task. I'm talking kind of a little higher level, right? Communication of priorities, goals, their impact on the organization, or their impact on even being able to do something to impact the organization goals. Some people think, oh, well, I am just a, you know, lowly frontline worker. I can't impact the overall organization's success when really they can, right? But, but they don't feel like they can. And so why don't they feel like they can? Well, because they haven't seen, you know, their leader help them connect the dots, right? For them. So one thing that I love with people like this, I, I love when I'm trying to explain something like this, especially after I've explained it multiple times, I do like to have people repeat it back to me at times to see if I explained it properly. And, and I'm amazed sometimes when people repeat it back, I think, okay, that is not what I said. <laughs> or they'll zone in. I'll, I'll have talked for several minutes and they will zone in on this one little thing I say. And, and that's all they heard, right? Was this one little piece. And it's like, oh man, they kind of missed the whole point. And they only thought about this one little piece. And that happens. You know, so, so no matter how well we think we communicate, we need to repeat things more than once so that people can catch the entire message, right? So they can internalize it over time. I've heard it said that we need to repeat things up to seven times, right? I don't know if you've heard this before. I think it's more of like a marketing and advertising thing, right? They say, you know, people need to hear something seven times before they act on it. And, you know, really, I, I think that sticks with what we do as well. Not, not it's, you know, it's it's not marketing per se, but it, it kind of is. You're marketing your ideas of, of what's important in the organization. And so, you know, they say that people need to hear things seven times and man, in an organization, it would, it would take quite a while to get, to hear people hear all of the things they need to hear seven times, right? And so they may not hear it from you every single time. It may be a different manager, but they will hear something seven times. It takes a while. And how long it takes depends on the size of the organization, obviously. So the larger the organization, the more time it's going to take. And, and also the more spread out your structure is, right? So if you're in an organization where most of the staff are out on site somewhere or like a service company where, you know, everyone's out in different trucks all day long and they're, they're servicing different businesses or different people all throughout the day, it's hard to get people together. It's hard to keep a cohesive culture unless you're incredibly intentional incredibly deliberate in your efforts to communicate clearly once again and consistently right so there's a book that i love it's called the advantage and so the advantage by patrick lencioni and i've shared a couple of quotes from him in previous podcasts but patrick lencioni wrote the book called the advantage a number of years ago and in that book he actually shared a thought and he said you know whatever leader you are right whether you're the CEO or executive director or manager or, you know, fill in the blank as far as a leader, right? You need to be first and foremost, the CRO of those you lead, the CRO. So instead of a chief executive officer, you could be a chief reminding officer, chief reminding officer. And that stuck with me over the years in that my role as a leader 
is to help remind people of the top priorities and the vision, right? So Patrick Lencioni on his website, he has a nice little section about leadership and talks about the CRO and the chief reminding officer. I have a link to this in the show notes if you want to read the little article in its entirety on his website. But everyone knows that communication is important, right? We talk about it all the time, but we don't often clarify what that actually means, right? I mean, communicating clearly is a, is a really good thing, and but really consistent communication is almost more important than anything. And so as a leader, we need to be consistently reminding people of what's important. He says here on his website, he says, the best leaders understand that they are CROs or chief reminding officers and that there is no such thing as too much communication. The best organizations in the world are the ones where leaders are constantly reiterating the organization's culture, strategy, and priorities. So he gives two reasons. He says, you know, why don't all leaders do this? He says, there are two reasons. And these are the two reasons. He says, one, many leaders are afraid to over-communicate. And two, some leaders haven't clarified what they need to be communicating. So let's go to the first one. Many leaders are afraid to over-communicate. Isn't that funny? I think we've all done this. I know I have, where I don't want to be redundant. And Patrick Lencioni says, people fear that they're going to be insulting the intelligence of their audience, essentially. And that happens. I know sometimes I have felt like each time I, I talk to my people that I need something fresh and new. And, and in the end, really, people just need to hear what's most important consistently, right? Over and over again, hearing the most consistent message so that they can internalize it. Patrick Lencioni continued on. He said, great leaders must realize that no employee has ever left a company with the complaint that the leader just communicated with me too much. In fact, it's not until a leader is so tired of communicating a message that employees are just starting to believe and internalize it. So that's hard as a leader, right? You're getting so tired of communicating that message that you can hardly stand it. You're thinking, okay, everyone has had to have heard this a dozen times by now. And they say that's the point where people are just starting to believe and internalize it, right? They finally believe that you're actually going to stick with this message, and that it's really important. That's when that happens. So he continues on. He says, I like to say that you aren't communicating enough as a leader unless your people can do a good impression of you when you're not around. I kind of like that, actually. You know, if, if people can't, you know, can't do that good impression of you, then you haven't said it enough. They haven't internalized. They don't know that you're serious about what's important. If they can't do that good impression of you when you're not around, if they can't say what you're going to say without you there. So the second one, he said, some leaders haven't clarified what they need to be communicating. So that's the second one. Ooh, now this one's scary because of course, you're not going to be able to be the chief reminding officer and remind people over and over again of the top priorities if you don't even have clarity on what the top priorities are yourself. So we have to take time to answer six critical questions, he says. He says, why does the organization exist? How do we behave? What do we do? How will we succeed? What is most important right now? Who must do what? 
So he's saying the answers to these questions are things that we must convey constantly. People need to know why we're around, what we need to do to behave correctly, and what we need to do, and what's important right now. And that will become clear because if people know why the organization exists and what the ultimate goal is for the organization, and then they know what's important right now, they will be able to connect the dots of how that takes you to your ultimate goal and the ultimate vision, right? So all of this repetition is hinged around our own clarity that we already have. So we need to find the clarity and then communicate it over and over again. So when we talk about communication without thinking about famous quote that I'm, I'm sure most of you have heard, it's a famous quote by Rolf Waldo Emerson. And he said, your actions speak so loudly, I cannot hear what you are saying. That's a quote that continually speaks to me to thinking, okay, what am I saying? And more importantly, what am I doing? And do they match up? If what I'm saying and what I'm doing, my actions don't match up, I lose all credibility with those I lead. I cannot be a leader unless my actions and my words match. That's kind of the true definition of honesty, right? And integrity is making sure that what I'm doing matches with what I say as a leader. So what actions are you taking right now? Or do you do that tell a different message than your words? Maybe some of your message isn't being internalized by your people. Maybe it's because you're not reminding them enough or you're not having a consistent message, but maybe it's because your actions are telling a different story than what you're saying. And it's really hard to believe someone and follow someone that's doing that. You know, culture change, which is really what we're trying to do here, right? The whole reason we're reminding people and having consistency of message is because we want to make sure that the culture of the company is clear and that our goals and priorities are also clear. That's all part of our culture. And culture change happens slowly, right? It happens slowly. And really, as it's happening, that's how people internalize the culture of the company and begin to change little by little. Really, new insights come after many times of hearing the same message, right? So the example I gave above, I said, hey, you know, you have this person that you've shared a message and they hone in on this one little piece of what you said. Guess what? You spoke for 20 minutes about stuff. And in the end, that one little message they repeated back, that one little piece of what you said, that's all they're going to internalize this time. And that's okay, right? As much as we would love for them to understand everything we said, we, we can't expect that. But they will get a one little piece and they will internalize it. And then if we're consistent, time after time, they'll internalize a different piece and a different piece until they have the full vision and they can connect the dots, right? Until people get to that point, they're not going to be pushing 100% toward the priorities of the organization and helping to follow you as the leader. Once people get to that point where they have the clarity and vision, 
they'll get new insights and they'll share them with you. They'll share them with others around them, with their coworkers, and even with other people that they lead. And that's when you start having the momentum and the culture start pushing itself, right? It starts pushing itself and it just gets bigger and bigger. And that's when we have huge traction as a company, right? In terms of culture and then the performance financially and otherwise all follows as well. So we're going to get sick of hearing the same thing over and over, right? Or rather telling the same thing over and over to our people before they'll get it, right? And, you know, it doesn't pay to be impatient or get sick of it. Just embrace it. Just know that's how it's going to be. And so your other managers, if you have managers, so if you're a leader that has managers that also manage people, that's something you have to be even more consistent with, making sure that your people understand it and that they are getting that same message down to the frontline people, the people that they manage. So that means that you're going to have to communicate even more to make sure they get it so that they can in turn communicate to their people, right? So that's why jumping from vision to vision and changing the way that you're portraying your messages over and over and over again will just confuse people. I've heard it described as being, you know, kind of a flavor of the month type thing where every month it's a little bit different, a little bit different, a different flavor. And people feel like the leader is constantly changing their direction and the priorities of the organization. Every time that they have a new good idea or they read a new book, all of a sudden they're wanting to change the whole way the company operates. And that's how the people see it. But really the leader in his mind saying, well, no, I'm just, I'm just explaining it a little differently. And this was going to help us get our ultimate goal. But sometimes it can confuse people if it's not portrayed in the right way, right? Consistent messaging. It doesn't mean you don't share new ideas. Man, ideas and insights from reading should enhance your vision and messaging to the company. They are imperative to keeping things clear in your own mind and helping to portray things to people. So you should definitely do that. But we can't let these new ideas constantly change the complete direction and culture of the company unless, once again, I say that in most cases it shouldn't, but there are times when a major change does need to happen, right? And then in those cases, you're not doing it alone. You're not making, or you shouldn't be, in fact, as a leader, coming and just saying, okay, everyone, here is the new direction of the company. That's why you have people to be with you. You hire great people so that they can help you make these kind of decisions. So you as a leader don't make these type of decisions in a silo. You have the opportunity to come together as people, know what type of change needs to happen. And so you surround yourself with those great people that you trust, and then you can help make those decisions together. And then when a major change needs to happen, or even a small shift, you have the right people in place to help portray that vision, right? And keep that messaging clear and consistent so that people have a desire to internalize and follow. So you are the chief reminding officer for your people, but who's the one that's going to help you (laughs) as a leader? to remember the important things. In the end, I think it's the consistency of helping to teach these things to your people that will keep you in line, right? So knowing the culture you want to create and being so clear, vivid detail of what you want to do and then communicating that to your people consistently and seeking to live it, 
and teach it over and over again, that's what's going to keep you on track is that consistency. You know, many companies have mission statements, mottos, or core values. But you have to self-reflect and think, okay, I have these things, but do your employees strive to live by them? Could your employees repeat them? Are they confusing? Are they clear? Maybe they're fantastic, but no one knows about them. So how are you going to communicate that? This is where it comes back to the quote that we shared above, right? Your actions speak so loudly, I cannot hear what you are saying. Do our actions correlate with our mission statement and our core values as a leader and the things that we're teaching and the messaging that we're offering and the priorities that we have? Do they match what our core values are? And if they do, fantastic. Continue to teach them and have that be the way that you communicate your priorities through your core values and mission statements. Truly, these things can be ways so that people know how to make their decisions, right? So really, people should be able to look at your core values, your mission statement, and the things that you've taught them, and they should know how to make the decisions that they need to make during their day because they know what's important to you as a leader and, and really to the company and what the company represents. So what's your plan for becoming this chief reminding officer in your company, right? Like Patrick Lencioni says, you know, as you lead your people, what are you going to do? What are you going to change? The main one is getting clarity on your priorities, right? If you're not clear now, get clear and figure out what you want to communicate. Then make a plan to be consistent. You know, you've likely just determined what your news goals are going to be for 2021 and what you want to accomplish. So that's a great place to start. Make sure people understand how their job and what they do each day will impact the overall success or failure of the company and its goals. It seems so simple. And you think that people know exactly what they need to do and they know how it impacts but don't think that unless you have communicated it over and over again. People need to know how they impact the success or failure of the company. And you have the opportunity to help them see why they should care. So go and find this out. It'll make all the difference in your ability to communicate with your people and then repeat it over and over and over again. And I think you'll be amazed how you'll finally see your people catch on to the vision and the priorities of the organization. You got this. Until next week. Thanks for joining me on this week's episode of the Flavor of Leadership podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at flavoroflleadership.com. Thanks for listening.